Sayangar. He was always a black sheep of the family. You have sheep in your family? No! of the Fellowship of the Tabletop. We are a live play 5e D&D podcast set in the homebrew world of Aerith. My name is Mark. I'm the Dungeon Master and I just ordered a crispy beef and egg fried rice with vegetable spring rolls. And also with us for today's episode we have Ian who plays the Dragonborn Barbarian Drago. <laughs> okay, man. That's the first time you've ever done it. Hallelujah. Is it because you were written on your screen? Yes, so I, you're an idiot. I read it off. Like a teleprompter. I love all of that. And we're sponsored by Phoenix Chinese Takeaway in Lincolnshire. <laughs> I am... I'm too excited about this because of everything that transpired last week. How's your week been, anyway? I've been thinking about this. Have you? Ooh, yeah, man. non-stop. Amazing. My week's been good, though. But I am like, yeah, that swung out of nowhere. Amazing. I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. How are you? I'm very well, thank awesome. you. We've got Darren, who plays the human fighter rogue, Robin. <laughs> Holy crap, Zathlin, Batman! That shot's a rotating! Oh my god, that was loads! <laughs> That's your second Batman reference. I'm in, and that for as long as I'm playing a character called Robin, I'm going to enjoy as many 1960s. Oh, I get it. Oh, oh, right. Sorry, that took. Oh, that, yeah. right. I'm with Danny on this. Right, this whole time I thought you were just doing something funny, yeah. and now I understand there was method to yeah. it. Yeah, it's method in it the It can be funny and have method. No, no, I'm I get there, it, I get there, it. I just there, didn't get I'm it. There. That was such yeah. a niche. Bridge and now I'm bridged. Yeah, I get it. Go. Speaking of bridges, yeah. we've got Danny who plays the human cleric Bridge Claude. Hey, I'm I'm a <laughs> I know something about bridges. Go on. Go on. I was hoping you wouldn't ask. <laughs> what about the bridge in San Francisco? Do you know anything about that one? It's called the Golden Gate. There you it go. It ain't golden though. Hell no, it's red, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. It connects uh, which two cities? No, don't test me on trivia. San Francisco and Oakland. Oakland. Oh. It's also it's also the site of Starfleet Academy in the future, but we'll just. This was my yet. intro, Will. <laughs> now you're shadowing me. And we've got expert on everything Star Trek, Will, who plays the human wood elf monk Elthea. Human wood Live elf. long and prosper. And Callum, who plays the gnome sorcerer Folly Fizzlebang the Ninth. Greetings! Now, last week. On this episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop, we had quite a uh, an interesting episode in the um, lower quarters of Evershire, so to speak. We came across, we found ourselves. Uh, where were we? Evershire. Well, I know we're in Evershire. Um, you, we, How, were, were we ogre bound at this point, or were we post ogre bound? No, post-Ogre-bound. So, no, post ogre bound. We just walked out of his house. Oh yeah, of course. So we were surrounded by members of the Cold Rats, one of the two groups that seem to inhabit the streets of Evershire and the area around it. After a couple of bated breaths and short words, they realised they were quite surrounded, save one exit which they could get through. The party then realised these people were not all their friends and were probably going to attack them, uh, and they did. Luckily they managed to run back and folly, well done, you managed to cover your escape with a wall of fire, which, as you did know, set fire to some of the buildings on your way out. But held off the cold rats, you managed to make your way through the streets, following Kelsan through, 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 until finally you came across another group of people with grey sashes around their waists. They were the fold, the other 
section, the other gang, if you will, within Evershire. You spoke to a dwarf, and I think Drago, you managed to convince him to mm. let you lot pass, and a massive Gangs of New York-style fight broke out as you pelted it back towards Kelsan's shop. Upon reaching Kelsan's shop, he managed to unhinge the trap he'd set using a number of spell scrolls, which he managed to pull out in the right specific order to give you one of his maps. And the group finally, finally got a full map of the Realm of Erith, which Danny has very kindly printed on this A0 piece of paper, which looks absolutely incredible. And we'll try and take a picture of it at some point some point in the future. Maybe There's going to be some form of website happening in the not-too-distant future where there will be PDF documents of all maps and things that we mention on this thing. Or it might have already happened. Help! <laughs> so that's where we find ourselves. We find ourselves back at the shop of Kelsam. Kelsam has left after Claude had revealed that his old job was that as the high executioner of Sleepguard. Kelsam was taken aback by this when he finally realised and, and became very quiet, very insular, and, and Claude told him, pack up, leave Sleepguard. And Kelsan had started packing his bags to leave as the party exited and went to a nearby shop, which was made up of like a Rubik's Cube shape, whereby a number of things took place. Firstly, we went in and bought some supplies, bought a couple of bits and pieces, met a really interesting man who works in the shop there. Secondly, the shopkeeper was giving Drago some strange eyes and after the rest of the party left, Drago had a conversation with him regarding why he was looking at him that way. And that's all I'm going to say on that episode, and that's where we kind of leave it with Drago leaving the shop and meeting the rest of the party outside in the dark night of Evershire. You can see off in the distance still the amber glow of the fire that is raging on the southern part of the city where Folly Fizzlebang, the ninth, your firewall had erupted some flame that sorry had lit on fire some of the nearby buildings and it caused a bit of damage you can still see the ember glow of that so thanks folly but those orphans had nearly fixed the church roof as well oh my god so close <laughs> now just a couple more days and they could have been dry no the party finds itself in the drizzling rain on the streets of evershire outside this impressive shop finally back together you suddenly notice though as you turn around to look at Drago, you see you see Folly Fizzlebang the Ninth look up at you for a second, pull an inquisitive face, looks at Robin straight in the eyes, clicks his fingers, and she just disappears. Right. He's blinked. You've seen this before. He's blinked, but he has given no reason as to why or where he's gone. I have a question. Yep. Obviously, at the end of last episode, we heard, I don't believe in gods. Did we, the, the characters, hear that from inside? Yeah, if the... you stood around the shop, you would have. Sorry. It wasn't quite. I, 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 want, I just wanted to check. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drago, I'm pretty sure you said that as you were leaving yeah, the shop yeah. as well. So uh, okay, you would have said it cool. facing outwards. So you would have heard, okay. I don't believe in gods, as you see Drago approach, looking then... maybe slightly stony or stoic compared stoned. to when he... It's quite stony. <laughs> quite stoned. <laughs> he looks like a stone. Oh, the man to drag. <laughs> <laughs> He's got high in there. That's all I did. <laughs> Hashtag California. Mm. What? Anyway, um, that's where we find ourselves. And he's and um, disappeared. And Drago's disappeared, and Folly's just disappeared from the run. Um, okay, so our gnomes disappeared. Um, Drago, what, what happened in there? I need a drink. I want to tell you all. It's important. Were we going to leave the city, or do we want to stay overnight? Okay, I need a drink. 
I could do with some milk. I would prefer to stay in a city rather than leaving before we have ascertained what's happened with Folly. Okay, let's find an... Acetate, yeah. Let's find an inn. This is very important. Perhaps one we haven't burned down yet. You all need to know this. I need a drink. Yes, we have lots to discuss. No, we have one thing to discuss. Well, in your opinion. But the first thing is drink. And Drago is kind of searching around for Follow the me. Local. I know where of there course. is an establishment. Follow Claude. Uh, so, Claude, uh, where, are you, where are you leading them? Do you know? Or do you want me to. Please pause because I haven't opened that page on my notes. You've got a choice of two pages. It's the you could go top one. The Cursed Camel Inn. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Okay. So, Claude leads you down the now darkened and rainy streets of the Fog Garden, the district that you found yourself in. You move west across the city. You pass by the square in the central area with King Leopold II's statue. Just as we're moving, uh, to let you know, Drago would be looking feverishly around to see if there was any other Dragonborns in the vicinity. Could you give me a perception check? Okay. While he's doing that, I'd like to talk in Elvish to Robin first, okay? Okay. Hold to my elephant. Oh, sorry, well. do you want my dice? Oh, lovely. I will take that. 24. As you look along these dirt-trodden, sleep-covered streets, you're... 23. <laughs> 23, okay. Oh, man, he would have told you well, that. Well, <laughs> that changes everything. Yeah. You're blind. No. <laughs> As you look along the streets, you notice a number of figures. Your mind races and every figure seems taller and larger than you do expect it to be. Okay. Your mind is racing, your sense of time is distorted. Every figure you see, for a second, your heart jumps as you assume this is it, this is it, only to realise it's not. This is it, this is it, only to realise it's not. This continues with almost every figure you see, and there aren't many as you pass through the streets and pass through some of the gutted areas, the large barrels, the rotting fish left out on the side as you pass this central statue. Unfortunately, none of them suit the description you're looking for, that of a tall dragonborn. Do we notice his, like, panicked state? Elphir, you do, given your naturally high perception. Unless the other two, you would have... I'm on eight, 17, I'm on passive. 18? 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18 what's natural perception? My natural perception, 12. 12. Sorry, 15, fuck I can roll for it if you want. No, 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 I'm happy with it because it's not something you necessarily roll for. It's something you just naturally pick up. Or but something I'm trying to hide. Absolutely. Claude and Elfie, you'd be aware that Drago's demeanour has changed okay. since leaving the shop as opposed to what he was like within the shop. You okay. can ascertain from that that something has changed. So, it, well, I, I'd talk to Robin first. Or while, while, while we're about, as he's looking around, and Elfie sort of walks beside Robin and, and sort of in a very low elvish. Drago's acting very strangely. How do you define strange? When it comes uh, to I don't know. I mean, it almost... If I didn't know him, I would guess he's almost jumping at shadows. Like, he's, he's looking for something, and literally I'm, I'm seeing a dragon on edge. Well, I'm sure we'll find out once we reach the tavern, as he said. Well, yes, and then we've got plenty of things to talk about. I look forward to it. Excellent. Seconds after that happens, I go to Drago. Elsie is looking very strangely. He just spoke some weird words. Claude, not now. I've got to 
think things through. I talk more Tell you're perturbed. Just a bit. Um, you have the teddy bear still, right? Uh, yes. And he, no, at this point, Claude looks quite seriously at Drago. <clears throat> Don't drop the teddy bear while you're feeling like this. I won't. If you get very scared, look directly into the teddy bear's eyes. Right. Can we hear this? To the yeah. tavern. I would have done it seconds after you started <laughs> speaking. Oh, okay, that's fine. It's probably you two would have walked, uh, yeah, Elphir yeah, yeah. and Romney would have been walking yeah. behind Drago and yeah, Claude. So the conversation would have happened kind of off. That's fine, that's cool, that's fine, I'm just checking. Drago gives you a, a nod to say, okay, I get you, I understand, let's move on. Claude, do you think us, is there a risk of people coming to look for us because we've set fire to part of the city? Well, I didn't. No, well, uh, Folly did, okay, we, okay. And I can't see Folly. Okay, good. So we'll just say it wasn't us. It was I, would, I would say well, they are looking for a small person, and right Not now, you, Talia. None, no. of, none of us fit that bill. I forgot I was here. <laughs> I, I took your line for you. <laughs> to be honest, though, do you think that's why you left? I mean, it, it does look quite, quite like a big fire over there. And you do, do look over and you notice there is. It does look. I mean, yeah, you have to have some some things that, but yeah, I don't know. Folly has not given us anything to suggest that there's any logic to anything that he does at this, this stage. This is true. Uh, if, we're, if we're to stay the night, I would quite like to go and try and put the fire out. Of course you would. It is raining, Claude. Maybe nature will take its course. I'd like to do my part. Fair enough. Someone said that there might be children without parents near that flame, and I'd like to help that. I had to hear that too, actually. Hmm. Maybe you could help. Is there anyone in your spells in your bookie work there what knows what how to stop fire? I don't know what a bookie work is, but I, I've got a couple of ice-based spells that might help, like that one that we saw Foley do to put the flames out on the building. Maybe if there's no change by nightfall, we could go help. I, I, I'd be interested in that, Claude. Thank you. Does right. it nightfall right now? Yes, it's... It's, it's a dark. date. Well, I mean, it's not... It's just a, we're going to go put the fire. Let's just... No, it's a date. This is a day. What is the date? I... Can we hurry to the tavern? Can't read calendar. <laughs> we continue walking. I thought I was going to get... I thought we were like, ah, oh, shit, Danny's going to work. 16th day of the realm. Or the I can't read calendar. I thought we were going to make up a whole um, calendar system. It is the 16th day of blueberry month. <laughs> Shit, yes, it's blueberry month now. I fucking wish <laughs> it was blueberry month. I love blueberries yeah. more than I love myself. Didn't want blueberries, yeah. sorry guys. We cross the central square as these conversations are taking place and you notice the well-buffed statue of King Leopold II. As you look to it, and you remember that Claude took quite some time in cleaning this to make sure it was spit-shined <laughs> as clean as it possibly can be, you notice that there seems to have been purposefully thrown over it, over its front portion, uh, like a, a, a load of mud, like someone's thrown handfuls of mud at the statue as you pass. I will, at that by. point, raise my hand to the party. Yes, you have a question? <laughs> Somebody has yet again defaced my lord. They, they have. Um, it could be mud. I'm not convinced it's just mud. Could you give me a perception check? <laughs> an investigation check <laughs> to see whether or not it's... Uh, You're going to throw my dice. Shit. Um, 18. It is just mud. Ah, Sorry. Uh, I definitely sound smells like this shit in there. 
This is going to be a deception roll. Uh, 12 on my deception. Against your wisdom, please. <laughs> or his, his insight. Or your insight, sorry, your insight. Uh, I'm really good at insight. Is it just a no advantage or anything? It's insight. With your uh, regular... 18. Ah, uh, you know I'm lying. I have rolled an 18 on my insight. Unfortunately, you know that I am absolutely lying to you. Flat out lying. There is no poo in there. Elfie, you have been very strange, and I do not appreciate the fibbing, but I would like it if you could help me clean that off. Uh, I don't really have your magical talents. I don't have any talents for cleaning. I use this rag. Excellent. Go for it. We've got a pub to get to. Give me one moment, and I'm going to go and start cleaning again, and I'm going to climb the statue a bit and mount it, and I'm just going to press the eyes... Firstly, can you give me a athletics or acrobatics show Please to make athletics. sure you you accurately climb the statue? I'm imagining it's quite Alfred. I'm imagining it's quite Alfred Tennyson style. Sorry, ten. You, as you are climbing up, you manage to get your arms and hands and reach onto the plinth. You start pulling yourself up. You grab the back of the calf of his leg to pull yourself up. And as you do, you realise there's mud on the back as well. And your hand slips off that and you fall and hit the floor. You fall, sorry. You fall and hit the floor into the mud and you fall flat on your back just in front of the party. Are there any buckets nearby? Give me a perception check, please, Elphick. Uh, 15. Fifteen, you turn around and notice just off to the distance two buckets that seem to be tipped on the side. You notice from what's inside them that these were what were used to throw mud on the statue because they're actually you can see the mud from within them as well. Are there any like water buckets nearby? I yes, you notice just off to the opposite side, the south, nearest to our armour shop we went to, there is a large open trough for horses that seem to be there that okay. which you could use. So Elphir is taking pity on um, Claude Ooh, goes and, my back goes and gets the buckets Ow. fills one up stands in front of the statue activates his boots of levitation whoa, 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 whoa. levitates up to the top and pours the bucket onto the and splashes it onto the front of this this is all wonderful see you at the pub um, I will get you to the pub Robin this is very important to me meanwhile Drago's just stood there kind of almost massaging his temples trying not to lose his shit is this helping Claude? yes you've successfully cleaned most of the mud off the statue now it will do for now hopefully the rain gets the rest I just need a moment with the statue please okay and Elfie deactivates his boots and sets them for and goes there we go I'm sorry that I was a bit glib can you carry me on those boots? Um, I could probably try and carry you. Please yeah. do. I need to get to his Okay, pace. I'd like to carry him and then activate my boots. Could you give me an arcana check? Robin, can we go up to the tavern? Yeah, we've gone. You don't we've know gone. where the pub is. I don't care. We'll so find one. one. Okay. 18. You hold Claude in your arms like a baby. It's a Lion King. <laughs> kind of a Simba style... In the middle of it somewhere and you're holding up the, the Simba cub that is Claude, this man with seaweed still in his beard as you hold him up to the statue's face. Is that what you're aiming for? Yeah, Can so we hurry this up, Claude? Yeah, you're not going, that light. I'm going to touch the eyes of King Leopold II and cast a spell over the statue. Please tell me this takes ten minutes. Uh, Oh my goodness, it takes an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
my god. So <laughs> in that case, after ten minutes, yeah. we will go down. Scrap that. Scrap that. I'll come back and do it at more convenient time. Come on, can we get down now? I'll get up there and just go. Never mind. Okay. Okay. Back down. Okay. Down. If we're to take a long rest in the city, what I would have done is spend some time at the statue to cast Glyph of Warding. And what that does is it allows me to store a spell inside the statue, so if anyone defaces it, something will happen to them. Lovely. We'll, we'll sort that out. Great. Yeah. That is great. So Alfie sort of puts him that. down, sort of, he sort of limbers off his arms, goes, Claude, next Not time we need to take off your plate arm. I need a fan arm image, <laughs> fan art, fan arm, fan art image of a wood carrying Claude <laughs> to a towards statue. the statue. With boots of levitation. You're not very strong. I'm, like a, I'm an elf, I'm quite slight. We don't nearly go for the upper body mass. Yeah, you're not very strong. Yeah, well, you're not very light. No. Pub, come on. Oh, yeah, they went completely the wrong yeah. way. <laughs> Drago, Robin, Robin, this way. Robin, can you give me a perception check to see if you can hear Elthir and Drago, you can give roll as well, please. Um, if you can hear Elthir's call. It's a really quiet night, actually, and most of the inhabitants of the city are now in sleep. In sleep, are in bed. So you can hear most mm. things. Uh, Dragon, what did you roll? 19. 19? Natural 20. Natural 20. Yeah. You hear Great. from the direction you're going, which is south, you hear from Elthir shouting. You can hear what he says. He says, Drago, Elthir, this way. Drago, Robin. Sorry, Drago, Robin, this way. Do we wish to follow them or do we oh, wish to find out? I just grab the nearest person to me. <laughs> There's no one around you. Middle oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's dead. dead yeah, everyone's asleep. There's no one really there. Promise we'll go to the Cursed Camel. No more distractions. Yeah. I guess Claude does know the city. And I'll turn back. <laughs> and heading towards them? Yeah. Okay, so we get everyone together. We are heading west now across this way. Sorry, west now across the city towards the, as Claude describes, Silvergate, a smaller section of the city. Um, in front of you, you can see a large building which stands in front of you, which Claude, you intimate to the group that this is the pub they were looking for, and this is the Cursed Camel Inn. You mentioned the name Stonebridge as well, which is one of the proprietors who owns this uh, establishment. You see the door of this tavern in front of you. You can see above it, scrawled rather haphazardly, is the name, the Cursed Camel Inn, just above it. As you enter into the pub, it's suddenly filled full of noise and sound and warmth as well, as this is one of the few places where people come in Evershire to enjoy themselves over an evening. You see a number of small tables around, circular tables, three men are sat around one table that seem to be playing a very odd game of cards with a number of copper coins in front of them. You see a long table in the middle of the room which has a white cloth over it with a half-eaten pig and a number of people lounged against it, some reading books, some twanging on a lute, others near large barrels at the back of the establishment, huge oak casks where you see a bold man at the very far end, two people propping up the bar. You notice off behind this a set of stairs which go up to a, probably a first story and you see a rather shoddy drip up the shoddy. You see a rather, what's the word for not wearing many clothes? Uh, scantily. Thank you, scantily. We should be on countdown. A scantily clad um, 
a scantily clad woman leading a man up the stairs as well. You notice down right in front of you this small table with three men around it playing cards. You notice down by the side a small, very friendly looking dog that looks up as you as you enter into it. There's a sound of music and laughter and as you enter that continues. Many people don't really seem to notice or care that you're there. Late in the evening you get this smell of quite a bit of alcohol being consumed, so they're more, more than happy in their own conversations as you enter into it. The bartender, though, does notice you and gives you a slight smile and a, and a nod. I'm still searching. Is there anyone in the bar? Okay. Did you roll perception? I saw you roll just now. What did you get? A natural one. As you look around, you notice a figure on the stairs just in front of the scantily clad woman and the man. Most of the people in here are human, but you notice a very, very tall figure shrouded in darkness mainly, stood on the stairs, and as you enter, it quickly disappears up the stairs. Is this, does this place look fairly reputable? The place does look quite reputable, as far as Evershire does go in terms of reputable. It, I was thinking, I was about the books, and I was like, oh, yeah. this place looks quite nicer than the place we've not. Absolutely, clean floors, cool. a good quality of food. The clientele are dodgy as best, but you know, it's, it's that kind cool. of night. But it looks nice, you do see a couple of people there that look relatively well dressed, some of them maybe your lower, upper class, okay. that seem to uh, visit that, mainly maybe for the, for the clientele. The floozy. Maybe more than um, the company that maybe the other people give you. Cool, thank you. What do you like to do? Claude, can you give me an ale? I can. Good, I'll be back in a minute. And but I head after the shadow. Okay. Well, Where is he going? Why don't you have a look? Yeah, I'll have some wine. I'll sort of trail him, certainly. You're trailing. Okay. Robin, are you going too, or do you want me to put an order in? I'll want take a nail. I'll leave the man to his business, and we'll see what he has to say. I'm just worried because if I buy you a nail and I don't need to, that's all my money. Well, yeah, he hasn't got very much money. I, Claude, I'll get this round. Don't worry. You don't need to do that. No, it's okay. I don't want you being broke. In sleep guard, I don't know if you'll get served. I can. I, I can sort well, this. Well, you're I, a bit young. Oh. I have plenty of money in the bag of holding. I'll sort this. Don't what? say that too loud. If anyone in here is going to be doing any underhanded stealing, I can assure you I'll be fully aware of it. The last time I walked into a pub in Sleek Guard and said I've got too much money in my bag of holding, I got robbed. Have you ever had a bag of holding, cord? I held a bag once. That's not what that's not what that's 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 not that's not Talia, should we go to the bar? Well technically he's not wrong. As as Talia walks away mm-hmm. with Robin towards mm-hmm. the bar. As you approach the bar and Claude, what are you doing? Are you following along, you get the table, what are you doing? I'm probably gonna just sit down next to the doggy table. and start stroking the doggy. Uh, the doggy is at the table of three of people who are currently playing cards. There's a blonde man with a, uh, a blue kind of over the shoulder cover um, Cowl covering his back, and he's, his hands currently on the dog, kind of scratching his back. So it'd be a bit uh, difficult. Well, you could try and pet the dog. Could I? Could I? Could I say hello to your dog? Excuse me. I, I like dogs. Can I rub his scruff? Fucking do you like? Yeah, fine. Yes. He turns around to his cards. Could you give me an animal handling check, please? No, <laughs> I did not, because it won't go well. Uh, 21. Fine. So the dog looks up at you for a second. Do you notice it pull away slightly? And as you start to catch it in the right kind of place, about hand the ear and on the neck and on the back of the head, he's really enjoying it. And the match right down to the belly as well. And he rolls over and he's having a, having a great time, having a good time. I won't be leaving this dog for a while. Okay. Yeah. Not a problem. So you're there by the dog. Tali and Robin head to the bar. 
and you notice the bartender is kind of watching you approach as he's putting away some of the empty empties he has on his bar. It's a rather shoddy looking bar. It just seems to be a number of barrels with a long piece of wood placed over it, much like the table we use here at the Fellowship of the Tabletop. It has a white cloth placed over it with a couple of empty flagons upon it as well, and he stands looking out at you. Hello, hello there, patrons. What can I help you with tonight? Well, my good man, we are in the establishment for a few tankards of ale and to find out a bit more about this wonderful, delightful city. Well, both those things I can sort for you, my man. Let me get you sorted. How, is it two ales, one for yourself, one for the lady? I, I, I think I think the, I have an elven companion whose disposition is towards wine and wine, I have a yep. dragonborn companion whose disposition is towards the strongest stout ale you have. I did see the dragonborn walk in. Absolutely not a problem. I can get those sorted for you. And for the lady, um, just an ale, I think. Another ale, no problem, sir. It's one ale for yourself, sir, a wine for your elf companion, one ale, a stout ale for your dragonborn, and a ale for the ladies. You are on a good road here, and my friend, if you look over, you will see... see Claude's frantically waving for... Oh, That man over there playing with the dog, he'll have a milk. A what? A milk. Dropped on his head as a child, don't ask. I see. I've got a cousin who has a very similar situation. I mean, I don't know this about him, but... But what I've learnt so far has led me to that assumption. It makes sense to me. Let me get that sorted for you. He quickly turns his back and from these large casks pour out your three ales, sorry, your two ales, your stout. He gets a small glass, pulls out the lid, pours you out a wine. And also then, after a bit of a search around and a shout out back into the kitchen, manages to sort out a half-filled mm-hmm. glass of wine. Can uh, I get you anything else, While sir? he was doing that, I would like to use the mage hand to take the coin pouch that would pay for that, just containing some gold and some silvers, to to just pass that over to Talia to see if she notices it or not, just to put that onto her person. Okay, no problem. From where? Yours or his? Or no, as, if, as if, as if I, I, um, I coined that. I thought you were robbing the barkeep. No, as if I'm remote. I thought you were taking the barkeep. So, just to confirm, Robin is going to take the uh, one of the basic coin pouches out of the bag of holding. It contains a few golds and silvers, and he's just going to slide of hand pass that to Talia. Okay, no problem. That point. Why? What did you roll? Oh, I've rolled two natural ones. Doesn't matter. Whoa! Yeah. Shit! Mm-hmm. So That's three natural ones tonight. Yeah. This is not going to be yeah. a good game. Oh no! Yeah. As your mage hand appears, mm-hmm. this is a sleight of hand roll you're going for, yeah. I assume. Yeah. It very obviously, mm-hmm. firstly, because this is all relatively new to you in terms mm-hmm. of your arcanic ability, mm-hmm. the mage hand just slowly appears in front of you. Mm-hmm. You reach into the bag of holding, you get the purse of money mm-hmm. out, you place it on the table, and as your hand moves to push it, actually you miscontrol the hand using mm-hmm. your telekinetic ability and just bow, hit your hand really this hand really hard on the table. And that's how it echoing crack across it. You actually notice that the mage hand has caused a slight dip in the table as the bartender turns around. Was that you? I just dropped my coin first. Apologies. Fucking hell. I know. I know. He turns back and just finishes off the last drink. This must be a lot of money you've got in there, good sir. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you for the drinks. No problem. Is this for me then? That's for you. Lovely. And he picks up the money, counts it out. One gold too many here and pings one back to you. Wonderful. He pulls the money into his pouch and looks back at you. So, what brings you both to Evershire? Well, we are in Evershire uh, to look to trade some supplies. I myself am a hunter, an archer. I'm looking to get my hands on some more uh, 
arrows before I hit back to the road. And as you can see, I'm running low on silvered arrows and one can't be careful with this ember scarred blight and whatnot nonsense surrounding Absolutely. the, the uh, immediate area, as you can see. He, he, upon mentioning the blight, his, his jovial expression drops ever so slightly before, yes, yes, I agree. The blight must be stopped and one cannot be too careful. The undead seem to be popping up who's, all over the place. Who's leading any kind of charge to, to tackle it, just out of curiosity? What, to tackle the blight? Well, that's that I'm curious. The main force that many know of is led up by the infamous Lucian Blightblame. Sorry. Lucian. <clears throat> My, uh, I've had one too many wines tonight. Lucian so Blightbane. His name, it is said, comes from his ability to kill those that are dead from the Blight, hence Blightbane. Lucian is one of the brothers of King Leopold II, you see, a prince that has renounced his title in order to serve the cause of the Hailstorm Surge. He leads out of Spiritmon Redoubt on the eastern part of the living area of Sleegar that remains. It's a small bastion that we gained back many years ago in the retaking, you see. It was a massive, massive military operation where we hit the coast with thousands of men, losing hundreds of them in the process. We managed to take back the beaches and push into Clearguard, pushing past Clearguard to take back the redoubt, the large fortress that is the Spiritmon Redoubt. And there, we hold, and there is our best push. Soldiers come from all over the realm, from Obsidianist in the Scarlet Realm, to the Hentus Empire in the south. Soldiers are pouring over to join under Lucian Blightbane, this leader of men, this leader of the living, my friend, who looks to quell and quench the undead that we are currently facing. Sounds oh. like quite a man. He is, and you can see the bartender slightly kind of out of breath almost from this, this speech. He is a man to look up to. He is a hero not only of Sleekar, but a hero of Erith. And as far as I am aware, if he died today, he has done a service to us all. He must have good holdings with the king, Roth Hawksplitter. Roth Hawksplitter understands the situation, but only because it, it, it affects him, you see. And he looks around the bar. Now, not many people know this about the situation, but many say Roth turned down Lucian's offer. Lucian sent him letters saying, this is a big situation. We need to sort this out. You must send the Obsidianus. You must send the fourth. You must send the third. We need battalions of the Obsidianus. And he said no. He said no over and over again. And only until a number of the undead were found on a ship from Goldview to Obsidia that landed in Obsidia the Rothhawksplitter did anything about it. And that is why we've got the fourth roaming up and down the coast, protecting our western flank. It's because of that event. Now, whether or not, because we've had no other callings of any undead in Goldview, if it, was, if it was just placed there by chance, it did its job. And so if Lucian did that, that's a win in our books. It's good to hear. Thank you, my friend. No problem. And as he walks off, I would just say under my brow, I'd just say to Talia, I don't suppose there was any chance you didn't see that unfortunate incident with the mage hand? No, no, I did. I saw it all of it. It was a bit embarrassing, but, you know, you'll get better. It was, a, it was a moment where I was going to try and uh, allow you to pay for the drinks by mm. giving you the coins subtly, but... Uh, instead, you slapped the table really hard. Instead, I slapped the table really hard. Yeah. Yes, you're correct. But, um... The big thing you've got to think about, Robin, and this is why she's quickly drinking her ale, is don't overthink it. That's the big thing I realised, is that if you really try and control everything, the magic gets the better of you. Just relax into it and trust your instincts. That's what my dad said anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. 
There's one thing I would say about your book though. One look at that and then all of a sudden I'm able to cast spells. Powerful. Right. It's more than just that. But I'm glad it's of a use to you. But um anyway, what's the table? table? That's fine a table, yeah. While the barkeep was getting really impassioned and started speaking about Lucian Bitebane, I would have like stood up and actively tapped people around me on the shoulder and pointed in the direction so there was a bit of an audience to that. Yeah. Just so that the story is well spread. Absolutely. And he would have lifted his voice as well to make sure that kind of happened as well. Like a bard taking performance, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as he retells the story, you do get the attention of a few, and the guy's playing cards just to your left next to the dog. As you tap them, he, they quickly turn, listen, oh, he's told this story before. We all know about Lucian. You must know about Lucian, sleep guard Serge. You, what do you want to do with the academy? I am. You listen to that man. He has bought you drinks tonight. You're playing in his place. You listen to what he says. Oh, I listen to it every night, you see, my friend. And every night it's the same story, but every night it chills me to the bone that we have such a man as Lucian Blightbane. Why? Are you, not a, are you not one of his followers? Do you not appreciate his actions and what he's doing for us? Of course. Good. He's my friend and I'm going to fight with him. The other two stop but they're cards down. You know... You know Lucian Blightbane? He's my friend. The first one he spoke to, nah, I don't believe you. You don't know Lucy, look, you're too old. You Are you even one of the surge? I don't even think you are. I am. Look at my tabard. Yeah, I saw that, but anyone can wear a tabard the same way anyone can wear a frock. Doesn't make you a girl. <laughs> brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant. That. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. all the analogies. <laughs> anyway, the other two kind of eh, 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 giggle a bit at that. I don't need your approval. I know he's my friend. Very well. Well, if you ever see him, send him my regards. And what's your name, sir? Grendel. Grendel? Yeah. I won't do that. Oh. You're rude. Fuck you. And he goes back to playing with cards. I'm not. And get your hand off my dog as well. Oh, took away his puppy. Boy starts tearing up. And, <laughs> and, 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 the, and the dog does look up to you, kind of like Puss in Boots style, like... I'm going to drop him a couple of scraps of chicken <laughs> and popcorn. And he eats them all out really quickly and then looks back up to you <laughs> as you walk away from him. I would have just come over at one point, put my hand on Claude's table and gone, come along Claude, I've, I've got you some milk. Let's leave the nice dog alone. Oh, great. <laughs> as you walk away through them and you find a small circular table on the opposite side of the bar, nearest to the bar and the bartender, where you can sit down, the three of you. Drago, you he head up the stairs and you come across a long corridor with a series of doors. You notice white plaster, oh my god, white plastered panels on either side as you go through. A similar theme you've seen on many of the buildings in Ebershire. As you come up the stairs, you do not notice a figure. What would you like to do? I'd stand there for a moment and look out, trying to take in the surroundings. Is there any figure? At all down this corridor. There's nothing open. The doors are shut on either side. Would you like to make a? We can make a perception check or an investigation check. Anything to look for it? Yeah, I'll make a roll just to. I'm not looking at any doors or anything like that. It's just I've gone up the stairs. I've noticed the surroundings, and I'm just having a a good gaze around. And uh, that is eight. That's a horrible dice to read. Fourteen. As you come up the stairs, and you're 
strong dragonborn body makes the stairs creak as you walk up and you start to second guess yourself whether or not you actually did see anything. You approach the top of the stairs and stop and your ears are tuned to the muted noise that's downstairs so you can hear a man speaking in rather loud tones downstairs. But aside from that, you tune that out as you try and listen to the corridor. To any sounds that you can hear, to any noises which might give you clue to a dragonborn being there. That could be the sound of the breathing, the heavy thud of the feet, the eventual body movements and the sound of the large clothing that would go along with it. You open your nose and really take a deep breath in to see if you can smell any scent that might give you any thought to a dragonborn. Sound gives you no luck and smell gives you no luck. You start to question whether or not your first vision was as true as you previously thought. Um, no use. Oh, get a grip, Drago. Drink. Go and get a drink. And I head back down the stairs. Elfie, did you make a roll for stealth? Yeah, 19. 19, okay. As Drago, you turn around. Could you make a perception check, please? Can I make an intelligence check to think? I, I know Elthir, and I feel like I know he'd just be stealthing and following me. But it's whether you it's whether him. actually see me or not, because I'm, I'm trying to kinda, blend in. It's, it's just I've been with you a long time now, I'm just like, everyone's going to leave. Elthir's going to follow me. So you might know that, but this is a check to see whether or not you if can I see physically him. see him. Right. I'll let you do it with advantage because you are actively <laughs> looking for it. And I know it's a disadvantage because my cloak of elven kind. Of course, sorry. So just at advantage, just a regular then. Yeah, sorry. Okay. No worries. Uh, what am I looking for again? Perception. 16. And you're the 19. Oh, the 19. You actively are looking for Althea, assuming he's followed you. As you look back down the stairs, quickly turn around and you quickly take the steps down to quickly turn the corner to see if indeed he is just poking behind there. You see no one. And all you do see is down at the base of the stairs and you can hear even clearer now this man calling out names, Lucian Blight Bane and some noise about the Blight and some like that. You obviously assume there's a bard down there telling a story. But no, Althea. Cool. I do want to retcon slightly. Drago wouldn't care if Althea did follow him on this instance. Uh, did I ever hear him talking to himself? Probably. Yeah. You cool. Would cool. Just I, I've just searched the room looking for Claude, Robin, Tally. Okay. And you quite look over as you come down the stairs, you kind of you turn back on yourself. You see the bar right there. And do at I the see far it? end of the bar, you do see Robin, Tally, and Claude sat down with their drinks. As he would have come down the stairs, Elfie would have moved away from wherever he was to then blend in with the crowd and then basically be back at the table when Drago gets there because obviously I'm sort of behind him. Okay. Well, anyway, whenever That's Drago is down, do. Drago, if, if Drago turns to come downstairs, Althea will extract himself from wherever he is and, and merge in and then be back at the table with you guys. Okay, thank you. I'm going to the bar keep. You go up to the bar, you notice a rather, a rather tired looking bartender <sighs> stood there <sighs> as he just takes a big sip of wine. Ah, books back under the table. Good dragonborn. Has other dragonborns been in here recently? Other dragonborns? Recently. Aside from yourself? Just aside from myself. Not that I've seen in the last couple of days. Fair why enough. Is it, why is it that you ask? I'm looking for one. I see people going into rooms upstairs. How much are the rooms? I want one. The rooms are two gold a night. Done. I flick him two gold. I don't want to be disturbed. 
Okay, no problem. Which uh, room? Uh, he just quickly looks under and pulls you out the key. Uh, it's A, first door on your left. Thank you. He passes you the key and you snatch it off him. Right, Would uh, you be partaking in a drink or some food tonight, good master, sir, if you're staying with us for the night? I'll come down later on and let you know. No problem. Thank you very much for your custom and do let me know if there's anything I can do to make your stay more pleasant here. Yes. The cursed come actually. And I slide over three gold. Oh. No dragonborn entered this place tonight. Good sir, I'm, I'm not of a fighting disposition. If a dragonborn enters, I, will, I, I might not be one to be able to stop them. My stature is small and my head if is old. If anyone asks, no dragonborn entered tonight. Four I gold see, on the table. I see. I, sorry, I thought you assumed that I was to stop a dragonborn coming. If anyone asks if a dragonborn came into the tavern. My answer is no. Four gold over the table. He pulls the gold over... Apologies, I'm not very good at subterfuge. I've walked away. I, I okay, very nice. Uh, I'm going over to the group with these guys. And you do see Robin, Claude, Tali, and Elphir sat around the table with drinks. Now this wine isn't that bad. How's the ale? Well, I, it, it, it's all right as ales go, I suppose. I think it tastes like shit. I think I should have gotten milk. Yeah, you should the try milk's wine. nice. What does the milk's nice? Is it nice? Yeah. Cool, it? I have a question. Why did that man look like he was about to punch you? What man? The one with the dog. Oh. What did you what do? What did you do to his dog? I had a lovely time with it. Oh, lordy. I would like to retire on a dog farm when I'm older. No. What, and grow dogs? Are there yeah. specific farms for dogs? Is there anything? Well, that's where they... Everything comes from the farms, doesn't they? You mean a kennel? A breeding kennel? No, I would like to grow my own. You don't grow dogs, Claude. Claude, how do you think dogs are made? Well, you put a message on the tree, what you want a dog, and then a bird drops yep. a dog off in a blanket. That's right. Like nine months to six months after, mm -hmm. you get a dog. I mean, by Joe, I think he's actually got it. So, if, that, if that's how dogs are... Need. Yeah. How are you gonna farm them? Well, I put lot. See, I thought about this. Right. I make a tree out. farm. I put lots of messages on lots of trees. Dogs are welcome. No, but then I just request dogs for six to nine months in advance on forty different trees, yep. and I get forty dogs over the period over of over six months. to nine months. What do you do with forty dogs? <laughs> They're gonna be my friends. Alright, so there's no money in it. I could make some go to competitions, what where they like run fast and jump over things. It's nice to see that one of us does have a plan for their future. That's, that's an admirable. Yeah, when admirable I stop plan. the blight and the master's happy yeah. and um, figure out if I've got a life, and then I'll come back and have it's a dog. Quite nice. I, uh, I grew up on farms, Claude. I'd like to return to it myself someday. Dog farm? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a dog farm. What did you farm? We farmed all sorts agriculture. Crop. What? Aren't they the same things? <laughs> well, yes, but uh, anyway, back the dogs. <laughs> the dogs. I think I can't. And Elf's going to notice Drago coming over. Drago! You don't need to shout. He's Sorry, Claude. He's right there. I've got a room upstairs, all of you. Follow me. What? Uh, um, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm down for this. Where's my oh. drink? Here. Here. Okay. This is serious. Uh, and I walk off. Okay. Upstairs. Never seen him like this before. Um, I'll just follow. He is acting quite strange. I'll make a quizzical look at Elphir and I'll reach for my axe. Elphir shakes his head and 
Aethelfish shakes his head at uh, Claude and just as it's hanging back and goes, I heard Drago talking to himself. I don't know whether he's seeing things. Or it's, something's troubling him, but don't be the axe yet, I don't think. He needs the teddy bear. And I walk off. Oh, Claude, you're getting uh, weirder every fucking day. Okay, and Elfir follows. Tali's going to wait for a second. Look to the dog. <laughs> Look to the bartender. They're both looking at her. Oh, she's going to just shake her head and walk up the stairs, following up. And as you approach around the stairs, so it goes in the order of Robin, Claude, Elfir, Tali, and Drago at the front. You notice Drago walking up the stairs. He puts a key in the lock of the first door on the left, turns the key, and you walk into a room. This is your standard kind of room, a single bed, a small side table with a table for space big enough to fit a desk. There is also a small area for like a chamber pot or something, so it's slightly bigger than you would expect. It is a little bit tight on space, considering how large some of you are, aka Drago and Claude. Elthea, Robin, and Tali are the smaller ones, so it is a bit of a squeeze. Tali kind of pushes in and goes, let me, let me I'll just start on the bed, just let me through, let me, Claude, move your arm, you fucking, Sorry. and she puts herself on the bed, a bit more comfortable, and you manage to find yourselves in a way, it was a little bit too close together, but you are now in the room facing inwards towards each other. Drago, you are stood next to Tali, nearest the window, which is nearest the bed, stood up facing into the room, kind of facing the door of this how you would get out, if you know what I mean. So you've got your back to the wall, facing that, and the rest of the party are kind of stood around you. So I'd what? walk into the room and I'd make sure that the first thing you guys would see would Drago just make sure that the windows are closed and that there was no, because I know what kind of establishment this is, no peephole in the walls. Could you give me like an investigation check, please? Of course. If I was first in, I would have aided him with this. I would have seen the urgency and would have just started helping him. So okay, so advantage. advantage. Yep, so roll with advantage. Well, it's eight first. <laughs> <laughs> and then five for the second. So eight in total. Okay, you look around. You do notice the window is ajar, so you shut the window and lock it. As you look around for any holes, you notice some small knots in the wood that's been used in the panels, but none of them seem to have any gaps in them, which might cause for peepholes or listening holes. And this is what I have to do, okay. What's what's wrong, Drago? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. You're kinda of worrying us. Uh, it's nothing really to worry you guys. It's more to let you know what happened to me. I wouldn't say that you guys need to worry for yourselves at all. This is a soul me thing, but we've been traveling long enough now for you guys to deserve to know what I found out Yes. Have you got the warts? And it's okay if you have. I mean, sure, Claude can, can, can heal that. I'll have warts for months. Please, this is very serious. Tali looks up at you. Drago, what's wrong? When I was in the shop earlier, you might have noticed that the shop tender was looking at me a bit weirdly, weirder than normal. I saw that. I mean, I get strange looks. I'm a dragonborn. I'm used to it. But this was more inquisitive than I'm used to. And obviously, me being me, asked him afterwards what the deal was. And he said to me, I'm not the first dragonborn he's seen of late. Right. And that there's a dragonborn looking for me. Why looking, you? Looking for you. 
I'm not entirely sure why he's looking for me, but this dragonborn in question apparently is, and he, uh, as Drago points to the silver veins uh, from his ice dragon ancestry, silver dragon, um, points to the veins on his arms. This dragon's another one. This dragon is another one born from a silver ancestry. 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 Hard to do in this voice. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of silver dragon. Very true. He was an older version of a dragonborn as tall as me. What is more apparent is what he said to the shop tender, which was, if you see, along the lines, if you see Drago, tell him that Dengon wants his sword back. That's... Why have you been... Who who have you been stealing swords from? Who's Dengon? Dengon's my father, who died many years ago in battle. Some of you know this. I haven't... heard his name, let alone heard it in a present tense for a long time. I mean, we are facing an undead problem. Is it possible someone that's died in our world has come back? Althea looks towards Claude. I died. Yeah, but someone from our world who died many years ago in our world, is it possible that they've been brought back and brought to this world? Well, the master... He might know. Because if I'm right, if these fucking visions we've been having is anything to go off, Claude, it seems that he mentions that because the place we were taken to in that vision, it feels like an age ago now, but to Jenna, that was the Sword Coast, and he said that Akiva saved their souls too. Yes, you're right, Talia. The Master is very powerful. And he would look after anyone's but soul. What about whoever's causing this blight? Could they bring someone back? If they knew we were against them, could they manipulate oh, things? Well, this dragon. I obviously asked the guy what this dragonborn looked like, and apparently looked similar to me, but I've had people say that all dragonborns look alike, fair enough. But for him to reference my father's name, whether or not that was my father in the shop, I don't know. But for someone to want know my father's name in this strange place, Dengon. And two, and uh, at this, Drago takes the sword off his back and holds it out in front of you Is there enough room? Just about. It scrapes the ceiling as you pull it round. To reference this sword, it's very strange and has put me on edge. So I just, because... You guys know what happened to my father. I don't, I don't know. What did happen to your father? He died in battle. Do you know that he died? Like, actually departed. His sword was left on the ground where I assume his body fell. But there was no body. My father died in battle as far as I'm aware. Thinking back to it, I don't know if I saw a body. I just remember seeing his sword on the ground, where I assume he fell. <sighs> My dad died in a battle a long time ago. 
it was me, my brother Sayangar, and him, Dengon. That was his name. And we were charged with keeping the peace of a local village. And on one night, the village was overrun with a horde of enemies. We did what we did best as Dragonborn, proud Dragonborn. And we faced them head on. And I remember during the battle, this fog, mist seeped in and overtook the field and became very hard to see. And I, I couldn't see my brother in front of me. I couldn't see my father in front of me. All I saw was just a horde of enemies in front of me. These gold bolts just slashing at us. It was a good battle. I was swinging my two axes, just decapitating, killing among killing. That's why I felt most alive. But I heard these shouts up ahead. I heard Sayangar shout, Drago, our father, he's in trouble. And so I was fighting through the, the horde, desperately trying to reach him. My brother, his voice died out and he was never found after the battle had ended. But no piece of it had been found, no weapons on the ground. I assume he was just captured or he ran. But what really kind of caught me is that during the battle, as I was reaching my father, he was ahead of me. And it looked like he was fighting this shadow. And I use that term loosely. I don't know what he was fighting, but it just seemed like darkness. He was slashing at it with his sword, this sword in my hand. And then just as I was trying to reach him, this big explosion hit out and it knocked us, knocked us all back, me and the remaining cobalt. And I remember coming to after the dust had settled and it was deathly quiet. There was death all around me. I got up and it was a wasteland of bodies. I went over to the area where I saw my father last fight and there was just this sword lying there. He never went anywhere without this sword. This sword has been a symbol of our family for generations. This sword, it, the rumor was it was once owned by Bahamut himself. I don't know if that's true, but understand the importance of this sword and how important it was to our family and to my father, Dengon. He would never have left it behind unless he was killed. So I am convinced he died. So you can understand after years and years of trying to forget and get over this, to hear his name in a place that I've never been before, in a land I've never visited before, it's got me on edge. And I'm for the first time unsure of what to believe. Hence why I wanted to let all of you know why this may affect me. And you said <clears throat> that this dragonborn said he was looking for you. Yeah, he said, well, the shopkeeper said this dragonborn's come in and he was looking for 
another dragonborn called Drago. And if the shopkeeper ever came across me to give me the message, Dengon wants his sword back. And then when questioning him further, this dragonborn was the same ancestry as me and looked like me, but older. I have an idea. <clears throat> it seems like there is a connection with your sword and your family. I putting it lightly, yes. Uh, my blood is in this sword. I treat this sword as if it was one of my own sons. Almost spiritual, wouldn't you say? I don't know what you're getting at. Why don't we pray? Claude, my belief in God's died on the day that my father did. I have belief. And maybe through praying and speaking with the master, we might know if he knows anything about what's happened to your father. Or indeed, if he can confirm that he's dead. At times when I am not feeling guided, I pray and I feel guided. So why don't we try it? I don't want to pray. Well, why don't I do it for you on your behalf? I, like Claude, believe in a different kind of fate. I believe that whoever this is, or whatever it is, it is almost certainly entwined to you. I'm not sure I believe it's your father. I'm not sure I believe it's someone who has the means to cross realms, but there are things at play here that we don't understand, and from what you've told me, the answer to this problem will find you, rather than you finding it. And when it does, I give you my word as your friend that I will help you in whatever way you ask of me. I spent a long time searching for this shadow, Robin. I don't intend to keep searching. I let that all behind me in my past. What, what I'm like saying is, I don't think it's about you searching. I think this thing is searching for you and you need to, you need to be aware of that. Excuse me, how much searching have you been doing since you came to Erith? Not at all. All my searching was done in the Sword Coast. Is uh, it possible you were searching in the wrong place? Claude, this isn't a door that I really want to open just yet. I understand. I'm going to pray on it anyway. Because what harm could it do to have an answer? Trust in the gods? I don't believe in gods. They believe in you. I believe in gods, and I think that's enough belief for everyone. Because I also believe in you guys. Kind of you to say, Claude. At Drago, your brother, you said that his body was never recovered. Did you ever find out what happened, what became of him? Sayangar. He was always a black sheep of the family. You have sheep in your family. No, it's an expression, Claude. It's, it's a listening time, Claude, not a speaking. Go on, it, he, he wasn't as accustomed to battle as me and my father was. We were a tribe that thrived off battle. We put our self-worth into battle. I still do today. I believe that there's honour in battle. 
for fighting what you believe in. Sayangar never saw it like that. He was always unsure of battle, whether or not it was the right path for us. We never knew another path. So, when faced with the huge amount of enemies that we were faced with that night, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was too much for him, especially if he saw what was happening to our father. I tried searching for him, Robin. I understand. But I never did find him. On the Sword Coast. And maybe he didn't want to be found. I put Sayangar to rest. It was harder to put my father to rest. Hmm. And Sayangar, he's older than you or younger? He was younger than me. I only ask because you say this Dragonborn appeared to be of the same kin of you, but older. I, I just wondered whether... It... I can't see how Sayangar would have made it to Aerith. You did? He could have been pulled through by something just as we were pulled through. Everyone I've met from the Sword Coasts has come from the Sword Coasts. You were convinced that your father had died. You are um, sure. But what I'm saying is you are less sure about your brother. Honestly, right now, I just wanted to tell you what happened in the shop. I didn't really want to go into all of this as Drago takes a big sip of his drink, big glug. Was this shadow similar to the shadows that we've seen appear and we've fought things out of? No. We've seen like shadowy portals and, and shadowy things. Was it anything like that? No. This shadow. You know when something happens a long time ago? Yes. And your memory gets fuzzy over the details? No. Maybe with elves that doesn't happen. With traumatic events, I can tell you that sometimes the details get lost as the years go on. Mm. I don't remember dying. Yeah, I agree. Understand. Mm. So... It's hard for me to bring back vivid details on what happened that night. And I've lost myself before in trying to figure out what happened. I don't intend to lose myself again. I've put everything to rest. However, you all need to know what happened. Does this stop our future of trying to destroy the blight? Does this change my path right now? No. I will get over it. I will deal with it. I will bury it. No one is taking this sword. And no one is taking my purpose. Which is to defeat the Blight that we all said we would. But I wanted to let you all know. Regardless. Well, I think whatever this is, Drago, is on the path. And... We share this path with you. We, we share the same fate and goals as you. And I don't wish to speak for anyone else here in this room, but you helped me with issues in my past before we came here. And it's only right I return the favour. So whatever you need, it's yours. I find that comforting. Tali stands up on the bed. She's been listening to your story and she stands up so she's at head height with you the first time ever. 
And she looks at you and very calmly just says, I'm with you till the end, Drago. Whatever you need, I'll be by your side. She hops down off the bed, she walks out the door and heads back downstairs. Uh, Drago would have just given a, a silent nod of respect as she was talking to uh, signify that he uh, acknowledged. I'm glad you said that we all needed to hear what you just said. When talking to me, we also include the master. And Claude, I really am just talking to you right now. Whether or not your master heard it or not is another matter to be I dealt with a different really day. I am the earpiece for the master. No, you're your own man. This is why getting involved with gods is extremely dangerous. Don't forget who you are. I am the masters. I... Maybe it's a conversation for another day. He has heard what you said, and I wish to pray. Fair enough. And so with that, Claude, do you, do you go to your knees? To yeah. yeah Eyes go out. Touch the amulet. Amulet goes red. Yep. So just as you say that, your eyes roll back in your face and you drop to your knees and your right hand starts to clasp in a kind of uh, juddering and kind of quite claw-like way. You start grabbing at the, the amulet almost in a f- small fit, which you know that's just the way you pray. Many of you around him have never seen him do this before and he's there and you can see his eyes roll back and you can hear some phrases being quietly uttered from his mouth as he's entered into the state to speak with Akiva. And as you look at each other around this small, now rather stuffy room after hearing what Drago has told you, that's where we're going to pause it for this week's episode of The Fellowship of the Tabletop. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. What a great episode. Well done, you guys. Some lovely nice. stuff, guys. Mm-hmm. Really great stuff. Good to have you there. That was amazing. Thank you so hey, much. Hello. I'm drinking my beer. I was having a great time. Good point to end there, actually. Oh, got to a very weird place. Well, man, that was a great episode. Thank you very much, everyone. It's uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'll say thank you, everyone. I think thanks to all of you for listening and sticking with us for twenty six, twenty seven, episodes now. Oh my god, we think. We Depending think. on how many episodes have become two parts. <laughs> Which is crazy to think, if you think about it, if you stacked all our episodes, albeit some are longer than an hour, we're over a day of just pure listening. Yeah. Which is kind of like mind-blowing when you think about it from so when if you first might, started out. So if you listen to it in one marathon, do let us know. Get some sleep first. <laughs> yeah. Do some charity run on that. Yeah. Actually, you know, but also, if, if you have been, just on a slightly separate note, if you have been listening from the beginning and have any questions you want to ask us individually about anything, about the world, about us playing D&D, about how, why and where we set it up, all that kind of stuff, we'd love to hear from you, really, because I'd love to do like a little kind of Q&A where we ask mm. or the group some of the questions we've had from people. So if you do have anything you want to ask us, please feel free. We're more than happy to listen to your questions and we'd love, we'd really love to hear from you. Really or we'll point well. out any continuity errors we've, we've completely brushed over. Do, do you tell me that? You well, spot anything that we've got wrong? Anything. There's plenty of things. Don't be worrying. <laughs> this is campaign one. We should point out. So we're still we're still finding our feet with the end. Yeah. Okay. But still, we'd love to hear from you either. Yeah. Way. We'd love to do a Q and A episode at some point. And on that note, if you did want to get in touch with us, you can do on our Twitter page, which at altogether is at Fellowship Table, and then you can follow us individually if you wanted to. For example, you can follow the very quiet Folly. Who is played by Callum at 
the D20 Gamer. You can follow Danny at... Total Party Thrills. You can follow Will at... Natural 20 Will. You can follow Darren at... Darren Page 06. You can follow me at iRoller1. And you can follow our... (gasps) Wonderful DM at... Hastily Rolled DM. (coughs) Until next time, guys. Hi everyone, this is a special and really quick shout out to our main man Danny who plays Claude. He set up his own Etsy page and it's called, funnily enough, Crafts by Claude. He's currently hand making and selling personalised initiative trackers. Each comes with a logo of the character or creature type, because you can also have them made for baddies as well. And they can be personalised to include specific character names or indeed nicknames if you want them. But wait, I hear you exclaim, where do I put these awesome trackers made by the world's single nicest person? Luckily they fit perfectly on your DM screen, or in my case, my laptop screen. And we've all been there in the heat of a massive important battle and you've kind of lost track a little bit about whose turn it is and the players are all up in your face about who's going next. These are perfect just so everyone knows very clearly who's going in what order. They're super easy to move around, to set up. They're not going to get broken. They are honestly incredible bits of kit. We've used them quite a bit on the Fellowship at the Tabletop and we love them. Check out his work on Etsy. Search Crafts by Claude.